Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter. And you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Margie. Hello, Pumpkin. How are you as we get closer to Christmas? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Happy Monday. I'm cold, but apart from that, I am all good. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that it's um, cold in the festive season this year because last mm-hmm. year it was about 15 degrees and it felt a little bit weird. So mm-hmm. to walk out and see lots of frost today was very lovely. Good, good. It's true, isn't it? It's lovely to have the seasons or appear to be as they should be. Yeah, probably with climate change and stuff, it's all a bit messed up. But, you know, um, we'll just try and focus on the on the positive. That's <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we speaking about today, Pumpkin? Today, I thought, well, I think recently we've both pushed ourselves quite hard um, in terms of, you know, working lots and, um, you know, work hard and play hard. So still doing lots of social stuff whilst working hard. And obviously that's a total blessing to have the opportunity to do those things. But, you know, recently we've both been feeling a bit under the weather, you know, a bit physically kind of drained, I think is probably the best word. And so I thought we could discuss um, not waiting until you're kind of at breaking point to take care of yourself and making sure that self-care is something that's always on your mind, not just in the kind of low moments or, you know, the end of the year when you're completely knackered. And I think that it's probably, hopefully, a good reminder for people listening to this episode if this is what we talk about today. Yeah, no, I think that's a really, really, um, really, really good topic because your well-being is the basis of everything. You can't create a life you want. You can't create the hell yes. You can't manifest what it is you want unless your well-being is in a good place. It is the basis of everything. Our well-being is the basis of the planet. So it really is crucial. It really is absolutely something that it's so interesting, isn't it? It's the most important thing to tend to. And yet it seems to be sometimes the very last thing we tend to depending on what's going on for us in our lives, we kind of put that down the priority list. I definitely. And I also think it's a good one for this time of year because I think, you know, I think we touched on this briefly last week, but I think it's important to keep saying it during kind of December. I think we do what everyone else wants us to do. You know, we see the people that we kind of feel we need to see, maybe not that we want to see, but that we should see. We you know, do the things that we think we should do, even if we're kind of knackered and, you know, would love a rest. It's it's all kind of shoulds, I feel sometimes with this time of year. And don't get me wrong, you know, it, it's lovely to have those people to go and see and have those things to do. But I do think that the festive season can be a bit of, oh, well, that's the tradition. So got to make sure we do it this year rather than let's start a new tradition, you know, this year, because that's not actually kind of what I want to do or what I think is the best thing to do. So I think it's part of that as well. I think that comes into the feeling drained is that actually, although I, you know, I'm a big fan of Christmas and and that sort of thing. um, And I think even if you're not celebrating Christmas, I think you can, for, for whatever you celebrate, you know, those occasions where there's lots of people involved or family involved, as lovely as they are, you do end up doing, you know, I think it's a lot of compromise, to be honest. Um, And I just think that if you've already had a busy year or, and you're not feeling a bit rough because, you know, it's cold and that sort of thing, it can just feel a bit much. And so I think it's just important to be really honest when you're feeling that way. And like last week we touched on overwhelm, like be honest when you're feeling overwhelmed 
share that with others. And if you need a break and if you need to say no to something and stay home that day, I think that that should be okay. Um, and that the people that you know support you and around you should get that and not make you feel kind of guilty or lesser than for, for taking care of yourself. Because you know, if you take it to the extreme, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the sign when you're really ill? Are you waiting for the sign when you're really sad or you're really low? Kind of what's it going to take for you to take care of yourself? And I think it should be a an ev- all the time thing, not a, oh, when things get really bad, then, then I'll do the things that I know that really, not to say I should, but you should be doing because I know there are things for me, you know, getting a good night's sleep, making sure I get outside a lot. Um, you know, not leaving things to the last minute. There are certain things that I can do to lower my stress levels and lower kind of any any anxiety. And so if I'm not doing those, you know, those are kind of personal shoulds because I know that the the results that they create for me are so worth it, you know? So that's not something that anyone else is putting on me or I'm putting on to meet anyone else's expectations. It's just what I know I need to take care of myself. And that'll be different for everyone. You know, some people won't necessarily want to be in nature or for some people getting up early. Actually, it's much better for them to get up late, but you will know your own things. And I think listening to them is key. Yeah, it's interesting that you use the word compromise, didn't you? Because I do think absolutely, well, I know that when you compromise what feels good for you, in other words, that also includes when you compromise your own truth, like you just said, you'll know what's good for you. And when you compromise your own truth, um, that that really does start the whole ball rolling of um, un, of illness, of not well-being. And it really is important that ideally to make a commitment to your well-being and to what feels right for you. But what's so important, not just at this time of year, as you said, whole all the time, is to not compromise your well-being. Don't compromise that because, I'm funnily enough, I was I had a coaching session with a client um, yesterday, actually, um, well, a few days ago, um, and basically what she was saying was she's actually started a new well-being exercise regime that for her she loves, she absolutely loves. And what she was saying was after um, one of the particular activities that she does, she feels a real sense of peace. Now, how amazing is that? You know, how wonderful that she's found something for her that allows her to feel that peace. Now, that nurtures, you know, that nurtures her. And it's so important because it's that that supports you to ride through those busy, busy times. It's it's like that whole thing of, yes, we can be stressed, but where, where's the recovery with that? That's what really supports your well-being. You know, it's not necessarily just the stress, it's, it's the recovery. You've got to give yourself the time and the space to be able to recover. That's what's really, really crucial. I totally agree with that. And the only other thing I would add is that I think you know, I definitely agree not to compromise on well-being, but I do think there's an element of compromise. Do you know what I mean? That just has to happen in life. But I would treat it almost like a, a bucket. You know, there's the kind of there's only so much you can take from that bucket. There's only so much you can compromise on. And when you feel like you're compromising on everything, that's when it becomes really exhausting and really draining. And so, like that example with your client, it's like having those you know things that might seem little, but are actually quite quite big for your kind of personal joy and your personal goals or whatever it may be. And I just think protecting those as much as you can, 
even when, you know, you might be expected to go on this family walk or do this dinner or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do those. But are you sacrificing too much to make those things happen? And if so, how many of them can you do? And what maybe then should you be saying no to or rearranging or whatever? And so I think it's just, if you lead with that idea that the bucket has to, it has to kind of be even, you know, the amount of compromise, it can't just be you're always compromising and always saying yes and not actually doing the things that you need to do to look after yourself. I think if you have that in mind going through this period, hopefully that will help. Yeah. And I think it's a really good, I think it's really good timing, you know, because I really want, like you say, doing it during this period. In other words, don't wait till January and say, I'll do it in January because that's just procrastination. And yes, it might feel a bit trickier to do it now, but why would you put your well-being on hold? But also it means you go into January exhausted. Yeah. Rather than going into the fresh year, kind of a bit you know, more rested and excited and all of that sort of thing. You just go in absolutely knackered. Yeah. I just, I don't want to push myself to that point. You know, I want to go into the new year feeling kind of balanced and and that kind of thing rather than, you know, oh, I've just spent three weeks doing what everyone else wanted me to do. And I feel like I haven't had any time for myself and I just feel totally drained. And also don't get me wrong. Some people are extroverted in the sense that where they get their energy from will be other people. So I am coming from an introvert perspective in the sense that I have to kind of recharge by myself to then go and do social extroverty type things. Um, I still love socializing, but it's not what gives me energy. So Mm. I think that's worth bearing in mind as well, kind of you know, that that might actually give you the energy and the buzz and work well for you. But whatever your version of self-care is, I think it's just having that front of mind. Yeah. And keeping it front of mind. Um, So whatever it is that you need to do to keep it front of mind is what you need to be doing. Um, Otherwise, we just can't shift it into a habit that that works, you know. So great topic, Holly. Great topic. Thank (laughs) you for that, sweetheart. Thank you for the encouragement. Well, I hope that anyone listening enjoyed that episode and I really hope that it was helpful. If it was, please do give us a rating or a review on your chosen podcast listening platform and please share it with others because that's the only way we can kind of get the word out about the podcast and and try and help more people, which is the whole goal. Um, We will see you this week for a longer episode. We're so sorry that that wasn't released last week, Um, but unsurprising considering the topic last week was overwhelmed. So I think that (laughs) makes a bit of sense. (laughs) But yes, until we see you next, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye-bye.